When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rap Pat, where you at? What's going on? It's the FTN Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Monday, December 4th, week 13, almost in the books. And man, what a weekend. Craziness, especially on Sunday Night Football. A few big injuries we have to get into. So let's kick it off here. We're going to start with the division rivalry game between Indianapolis and Tennessee. Of course, Indy managing to get by in this one. But let's start on the Tennessee side first. So Derrick Henry has seemingly picked it back up over the last two weeks in particular. Now, he's had good matchups over that span. He goes 22 for 102 and 2. Caught a ball, 18 yards, I'll take it. But, of course, he exited the game. He took a hit to the helmet late in the game, well, fourth quarter, and didn't return. So there was some fear that he was in concussion protocol. Mike Vrabel did tell reporters today he is not in concussion protocols, so we'll slow our roll a little bit with Tajay Spears, although I still think he's going to be a quality pickup. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Uh, Henry, 18th career game with 100-plus rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. That's tied with sweetness himself, Walter Payton, for the fifth most all-time. Tied for 15th most rushing touchdowns in NFL history now with Priest Holmes. Pretty good. So if you had him, I'm sure you were okay. Uh, there really wasn't much doing here other than DeAndre Hopkins, five for 75 and a touchdown. He had 12 targets though, so he and Will Levis weren't seemingly on the same page, especially early in the game. There was a little uh, back and forth between them. Either way, I'll take five for 75 and a touchdown. Moving to the other side, so Zach Moss didn't. It didn't work. Uh, 19 for 51. He caught two for six. It wasn't a big day. He got the volume. He got the playing time as well. Basically, you know, Trey Sermon barely played. It was almost 100% snap share there for Zach Moss, which was what we were looking for. But this one, really, if it wasn't Michael Pittman, I mean, Alec Pierce, I'll talk about him in a second. But if it wasn't Michael Pittman, then it really wasn't anybody else because he saw 16 targets, caught 11 for 105, caught the game-winning touchdown, he is having a heck of a season. Ninth game with eight-plus receptions. Monster, monster year for Michael Pittman. Let's talk about Alec Pierce. So he had three for 101. He had six targets. Let me say it again. Three catches on six targets for 101, meaning one touchdown. Who does that sound like? If I just didn't say Alec Pierce, who in the world would that sound like? 
Because if you said Gabe Davis, you're correct. That's a Gabe Davis stat line. Let's not get too crazy with Alec Pierce. We'll talk about him tomorrow. Uh, We'll move on to, and I'm not being hyperbolic, the worst football game I've ever seen. Chargers, New England. Chargers won six to nothing in an NFL football game in 2023, not in like 1938, Uh, which by the way, the Patriots are the first team since 1938 Chicago Cardinals to lose three straight games, all with 10 or fewer points allowed. Bill Belichick has been shut out twice this season for the first time in his coaching career, head coaching career. I mean, a fewest points scored in a win by the Chargers. I mean, the Patriots are one and three in games where they've al- they've held opponents to 10 or fewer points. The rest of the NFL is 53-0 and in those games. So, yeah. Dead man walking for Bill Belichick. There really isn't that much to talk about here. I'm not freaking out if I have Keenan Allen, for example. Five for 58. It it snapped his streak. He did come into it banged up, but he played the whole game. Quentin Johnson trending up five for 52 for him. We'll talk about him tomorrow. Not a good one for Austin Eckler. Age catches up with these guys at running back. And 28 is that number that I'm looking at. And uh, he is 28. On the other side, Bailey Zappi looked like Mac Jones. There's no change there. Of course, we did have an injury here. Ramondre Stevenson. I don't have the extent of the injury right now, an ankle issue, but it looked pretty bad on the field. Zeke, we'll have to talk about tomorrow. Um, he ended up carrying the ball 17 times, only 52 yards, but he had 21 touches in the game, four for 40 as a pass catcher. I think overall, he'll be interesting enough, even on a really crappy team. Like, hey, Stevenson was performing just just fine previous to this. So we'll have to talk about him. Hopefully we'll have the extent of the injury by tomorrow. Let's move on to Detroit and New Orleans. It was a Detroit blowout, and then it wasn't. And then finally they were able to close it out here, 33-28. to 28. On their side, Laporte is a superstar. Nine for 140-1. and one. This is a tight end. Now, of course, when he does that, Amon Ra only two for 49 in a score. You kind of have to put that into context. I wouldn't freak out if I have Amon Ra. Now, I do have a little bit of concern here, though, for Jameer Gibbs. Eight for 60 is awesome, but it's not good for fantasy purposes. And he only caught a ball. Both uh, the receiver or both the, the running backs for the Lions had negative receiving yards in this one. That just brings a smile to my face because they uh, the PPR, the anti-PPR people often will say, you shouldn't get a point if you have negative receiving yards. And uh, it's like, well, you lost points for the negative receiving yards and it's a different statistical category. So, yeah, you got a point. But if you were Jameer Gibbs, you also lost 0.6 points because of your negative yards. Anyway, I digress. A for 60. David Montgomery, 18 carries. So nine touches for Gibbs, 19 for Montgomery. 56 yards and a touchdown for Monty. He did have that goal line carry. We'll talk about uh, Jamison Williams, by the way, tomorrow. I'm not really that in on it, but I'll explain more about it tomorrow. Uh, the snap share, 61% for Monty, 46% for Gibbs. My fear is that we get back to where we were at the beginning of the season, and that would mean it'll be really tough to use Gibbs. On the other side, Kamara scored twice, 14 for 51 and two scores. And Ho-Hum, 6 for 58 as a pass catcher. Alave managed to play. I'm telling people they got to be careful with this, especially concussions, just simply assuming a player is out 
is a problem. When it comes to concussions, we aren't going to know one way or the other, unless it's like a really bad one like Traylon Burks had earlier in the year. When it comes to concussions, you do not know until the second practice of the week. And almost always, you will know at the second practice of the week. They won't tell you, but you're going to know. If it's limited second practice of the week, that dude's playing. And that's exactly what happened with Olave. If it's DNP, that dude is not playing. So it's and and I know it happens after the waiver run, but I think there was a lot of information out there this past week that was solely based on the idea that Olave wasn't going to play. Like for example, Juwan Johnson. A lot of people ran out and picked up this dude. I hopefully you didn't play him because he had no catches. He had three targets. Taysom Hill. Uh, 13 rushing attempts for a tight end. Why not? 59 yards and a score. And, of course, he caught two balls for 15 yards. So, Derek Carr in concussion protocol. And every time he gets hurt, it's like six injuries at the same time. So, he has like a shoulder issue and a few other things. So, we'll see if he's able to clear protocol and play. Uh, The thing about it is if he doesn't, Jameis Winston will be viable very likely in super flex leagues. All right, moving on to our next contest here, and uh, that's Atlanta and the Jets. Another lackluster game here, 13-8. to Atlanta holding serve in their division. Bijan was good enough, not good for fantasy, but good enough. Three for 26, uh, 53 rushing yards as well. Three for 26 as a pass catcher. So he does barely crack double digits. It wasn't the game that we had seen here recently, the uh, last two games out of him. However, it was encouraging, though, from a participation standpoint, 75% snap share, Cordero Patterson actually outsnapping Tyler Algier. So that whole thing seems to have faded, and it is Bijan's backfield. So that's good for the stretch run. Kyle Pitts saw eight targets, led the way here, four for 51. Not a bad line for him. There really wasn't anything else here to write home about. I had mentioned about Drake London's matchup, brutal. And that's exactly what it ended up being. On the other side, Tim Boyle bench for Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon, not any better. And uh, guess what? Zach Wilson doesn't even want to play for this team. So I've never heard of that. Like, you know, he could get another crack at the starting job. And he's like, yeah, you know, I just I just don't want to do it. Wild. Uh, very, very wild. But anyway... There really wasn't much doing here. Brees Hall, 6 for 29 as a pass catcher, but only 13 for 16 as a runner. It's just circling the drain. It's unfortunate because there is some talent on this team, but fantasy-wise, it's ugly. And they decided to use Dalvin Cook a little bit more in this one too. All of it is ugly, unfortunately, for the Jets. Uh, by the way, this settles it. They um, The whole Aaron Rodgers thing is not going to happen. There's no way they're in the playoffs. Like, they're not eliminated, but there's no way they make the playoffs. So the Rodgers thing, if you picked him up, you could drop him. Arizona-Pittsburgh for the James Conner revenge game and homecoming and all of that. He grew up in the Erie area. He went to Pitt. He obviously played for the Steelers, and now he just lit them up. 25 for 102 and 2 for James Conner. Really just, I mean, he'd been playing good football anyway, but it all came together in this one. Kyler. His line is going to be misleading. It's 145 and 1. A lot of it went to Trey McBride. He had 8 for 89 and a touchdown. He's an every week starter. Kyler's line could have been like 245 and 2. There was a Rondale Moore touchdown called back. There was a Rondale Moore drop <laughs> on like what would have been like a 60 yard play. So 
I'm not worried about Kyler. I think it actually was pretty good. Moving to the other side, Kenny Pickett already had surgery on his ankle. He will miss this week. It's a high ankle sprain. That sounds like a four to six weeker here. Now, this team is in the playoff playoff hunt. Technically, they are in a playoff seed right now, uh, but we'll see one of the top seven seeds. We'll see what they can do because it will be Mitchell Trubisky going forward for at least the short term. We'll talk about him a little bit more tomorrow. Najee Harris, 16 for 63. Jalen Warren, 9 for 59. Jalen Warren continues to be more explosive than Harris, but Harris continues to see more playing time. And the fantasy masses could complain about that all we want. Ain't going to change anything. It's been this way all season long. Ain't going to change anything. Pat Fryermuth, 3 for 29. Uh, That would be, he proved he's more of a streamer. You know, I'd said, hey, if he goes out, has another really decent game, then maybe he'll be in every weaker. I think he is more of a streamer. I think that's my answer. At least I got my answer on him. All right, moving on to Miami and Washington. Let's start with the good, then we'll get to the bad. Miami, everything was good. So Tyreek Hill, 157 and two scores. They were both beautiful. One was a catch and run. The other was a, you know, bomb where he had to adjust the ball in the air. He has 1,481 receiving yards on the season, third most through 12 games in NFL history. He's on pace for 2,098 receiving yards, which increased the pace he entered the weekend. Never seen a 2,000-yard season. Fifth game this season with 150-plus and a touchdown. That is the most in a season in NFL history, and we still have five games to go. 13th career game of 150-plus and a touchdown that's tied for fifth most in NFL history. And for comparison, Randy Moss had 12, so he just passed him. 11 career touchdowns of 75-plus yards. That's tied for fourth most in NFL history with Dante Hall. 21 touchdowns of 60-plus yards, tied for third most in NFL history with Devin Hester. He's the 13th player in NFL history, seventh since the merger, with multiple 60-yard receiving touchdowns in the first half of a game. The last player to do so, actually last season, our guy, (laughs) Gabe Davis. So, yeah, Hill was pretty good. You know who else is good? Devon Achan. 21 touches, 103 yards, two touchdowns, didn't get hurt. Love it. He was ahead of Mostert both in touch and snap share. Uh, in terms of snap share for Mostert, and I thought we were going to see the opposite, but here we go. 59% for Achan, 39% for Mostert. Mostert still got in the end zone, but a little bit of a uh, – a step back for him. So we're going to have to temper some expectations going forward. Tua was good. Even Waddle, 5 for 52, I'll take it. On the other side, not much to write home about. I mean, first and foremost, Terry McLaurin, goose egg, yikes. Uh, Brian Robinson, hamstring injury, yikes. We'll talk about Antonio Gibson and maybe Chris Rodriguez Jr. tomorrow. Sam Howell, I mean, Sam Howell was fine. He did score the two rushing touchdowns, so if you started him, you were pretty good. But passing-wise, not his best outing. The The bad here, though, really is they head into bye. It would not surprise me if at some point, and it would probably be this week they do it, uh, that Ron Rivera is, is fired. I, I, don't, I don't see how they go any further here. I guess you could give him the remainder of the season, but what, I don't know. I, I don't see what good that does. But Anyway, Denver-Houston next. This game was everything I hoped it was going to be. It came down at the very end. Denver had a chance to win. Houston won the game. 
of course, the worst injury of the week, rookie Tank Dell, ugh, fractured fibula in this contest. And yeah, that's it. His season's over. So, of course, we will have to talk about Noah Brown. I also think we should talk John Mechie tomorrow as well. But otherwise, I mean, hey, Nico Collins, 9 for 191 and a score. I know a lot of Rat Packers uh, and FTN subscribers, even if they're not Rat Packers, drafted Nico Collins because of where he was on my draft board. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> it's been pretty good. I drafted him in basically every uh, redraft league. It's been pretty good. Huge breakout season for him. Of course, that helps, though, when your quarterback is C.J. Stroud. 274 passing yards and a, and a passing score through the air. Uh, he briefly was evaluated for concussion, but there's no sign that he's in protocol. Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary. So Pierce out-touched Singletary. Singletary out-snapped Pierce. That is the classic telltale sign of a timeshare. So now we're back in this territory here. Not good. Oh, Brevin Jordan, 3 for 64. What a great DFS option. He was a good fill-in if you happen to use him. Overall, not too shabby. Carolina, Tampa Bay. Uh, let's start with Mike Evans. 1,000 yards. He did it again. 10th straight. He's played in 10 seasons. That's incredible. Second longest streak in NFL history. Only Jerry Rice, 11, has a longer streak. Evans uh, is now one of just three NFL players to have 10-plus thousand yard seasons as a receiver jerry rice randy moss the other two so evans steamrolling and the touchdown was awesome it's like he turned the clock back here he looks like a much younger player than what he is but just incredible there rashad white was good 20 for 84 and a touchdown caught three balls for 22 yards so nice numbers there oh and chris godwin had a rushing touchdown Nothing else but a rushing touchdown. On the other side, there was no interim bump here, but we saw two things in particular that stood out to me. Well, let's call it three. First thing, Adam Thielen is really fading. I got a lot of heat for not wanting to draft him. The whole reason why he was lower on my board was this. We get to this point in the year, it's not a coincidence an older player is fading. Three for 25. It's also not a coincidence, second point, that a younger player is surging. Six for a very nice 69 yards on 10 targets for Jonathan Mingo. And then finally, third take, Chuba Hubbard clearly the lead back. The team went back to more of a run-heavy approach with Frank Reich out of the mix. And it worked. 25 for 104 and two scores for him. Carolina almost won. They, they were in this one. They were in this one. Of course, they are the worst team in the NFL. They are the first team eliminated from the postseason. And Bears fans love that because the Bears hold their pick, which will be the number one overall, likely, unless they start winning some games, which, I don't know, I wouldn't put it past them. Seems unlikely they're going to have much down the stretch here, but do they play themselves out of that spot for the Bears? We shall see. Let's move on to the next game on the list here, Cleveland and the Rams. And boy, did the Rams show up big time in this one. They could still make the postseason. This is a decent team. Of course, it helps when you have Kyron Williams, 21 for 81 and a score. Ran really hard against this tough Cleveland defense. Uh, also caught three balls for 24 yards. Puka Nakua, four for 105 and a score. He did get dinged up with a ribs issue, but managed to come back into this one. Cooper Cup, now six for 39 and a score, doesn't really pop, but did lead the team with eight targets. Still, 
it does seem like we're on the downslope now of his career. Stafford, though, three touchdowns in this one, another really solid outing for him. He's looked pretty decent here in the middle part of the season. You know who else looked decent, <laughs> surprisingly enough? Joe Flacco! Uh, it wasn't amazing from a completion percentage standpoint, only 52%, but he threw for 254 yards and two scores. Was this the best quarterback performance the Browns have had all season? I mean, it's... It, it, how is this team a seven-win team? I mean, when you have a defense that good, I guess that makes sense. But wow, uh, he obviously he being Flacco obviously had some chemistry going with Elijah Moore. Twelve targets, only caught four, but eighty-three yards. We'll talk more about him tomorrow. Mari Cooper banged up in possibly in concussion protocol. Jerome Ford got in the end zone as a pass catcher, three for thirty-three and a touchdown. But he only went 9 for 19, and he had three fewer carries than Kareem Hunt, who went 12 for 48. So it's really risky to use Jerome Ford as anything more than a flex option going forward here uh, for this offense. Uh, Moving on to the next contest, San Francisco-Philly. This was a statement game. San Francisco is the real deal. They are the Super Bowl favorite for a reason. They beat up on the Philadelphia Eagles 42-19, and Debo showing up taking everybody's bikes in this one three for 21 and a score as a runner and then of course four for 116 and two scores as a pass catcher unreal uh that is a Debo line if I've ever seen one and honestly they didn't really need to do that much to win this game they seemingly scored at will Brandon Ayuk scored uh Juwan Jennings scored Christian McCaffrey scored I mean it was just a they steamrolled him and and that was that was the thing they looked terrible in the very beginning of the game, but Brock Purdy ends up with three fourteen and four. <laughs> it's unreal. Uh, George Kittle didn't get in the end zone before for sixty eight for him. On the other side, Jalen Hurts left briefly with uh, he was evaluated for a concussion, able to come back in two ninety eight and one. Of course, that went to Devontae Smith, who had nine for ninety six. AJ Brown had eight for one fourteen. Hurts also tush pushed his way in on a a touchdown, 7 for 20 and a touchdown. So a decent fantasy day for him, but not a decent day for the Eagles. Also, we'll keep an eye on DeAndre Swift, who was not able to get anything going in this one. Towards the end of the game, uh, he was targeted on a crossing route and was absolutely clobbered and did not come back in. So we'll keep an eye on him. All right, the big surprise, though, was Green Bay's performance against Kansas City. They were able to win that game 27-19. And they had it pretty much the entire way. And another quarterback here who in the middle part of the season is really firing on all cylinders is Jordan Love, 267-3. Two of them going to Christian Watson, 7 for 71 and two scores. Finally, like the guy we drafted, oh, no, but he got hurt. (laughs) It's like this dude gets hurt all the time. Suffered a hammy and did not return, so we'll keep an eye on him. Romeo Dobbs, four for 72. Jaden Reed came back to the pack. He was banged up in practice all week, though, so hopefully that that was maybe a byproduct of that, get him a little bit healthy here, and ideally we return to that production we saw out of him previous to that point. A.J. Dillon was the basically the lead every down back. With no Aaron Jones. 19 touches for him, but just not a good fantasy outing. Moving to the other side, Pacheco got ejected from the game in the fourth quarter, but 18 for 110 and a score. Can't throw punches, man. Can't throw punches. But he did put up enough numbers before that point to be one of the better fantasy backs of the week. 
three for 13 as a receiver. Rashi Rice continues to see that volume. He had nine targets that by far led the team in targets. He had eight for 64. Travis Kelsey, this is like a floor game for him, but four for 81, I'll take that as a floor, whatever. Not amazing, but again, at that notoriously tricky position, not too bad. Mahomes, 210-1 in his first game in Lambeau. Not overly concerned here, but I think more so, this is more of a football conversation. Do they have the ammunition? Do they have the firepower this year? I mean, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's like all dink and dunk. He's There's no vertical elements to the game, really. I mean, great. You can target Marquez Valdez scantling downfield. It's not going to do that much. So we're still going to use Mahomes for fantasy, but for football, I don't know. Going to be an interesting December into January here, no doubt about it. All right, that does it for today. I'm going to be back tomorrow. We'll break down the waiver wire for you for week 14, man. Last week of the fantasy football regular season. In the meantime, FTNFantasy.com. Promo code RATPACK for 10% off. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.